Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Welcome to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, part two of our grand final week special. Following are some of the memories from guys that have been there and done it, sometimes more than once. This is the only podcast where you actually hear from the legends themselves, and we've got seven of them for you on this episode alone. This is part two of our grand final special. Enjoy. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Let's rewind the clock. The date was Sunday the 5th of October 2014. The venue, Sydney's Olympic Stadium. In the event, the NRL Grand Final between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in front of 83,833 fans. Our look at the game is through the eyes of South Sydney captain Johnny Sutton. Professionally, Johnny, is this the best day of your life? It was definitely, yeah, besides my um, two kids, it was definitely the best day of my life for sure. South had finished the year in third. You defeated the Seagulls and the Chooks in the final series. The Dogs had finished seventh. They were on a dream run. How was the week leading into a grand final? Is it exciting? Is it nervous? Is it long? Or is it just a blur? How do you recall it? I found it very exciting, um, to be honest. I think... Um, you know, before the week started, you know, Madge wanted everyone to enjoy the week and, um, you know, be be very positive and, you know, be happy around everyone. So, um, yeah, it was a really fun week, actually. Um, training was good. It was nice weather. You know, we had to do a few, few promos, but everyone was really relaxed and, um, yeah, ready for it. Is it an easy week to enjoy? Yeah, I thought it was an easy week. Cool. Um, obviously, as, as a captain, it was a bit... For me to do and but I just took it on um just took it on and just tried to enjoy it as much as possible. How bizarre both sides lost their starting hooker the week before. They lost Mick Ennis and you guys lost little bully Isaac Luke. Yeah. So yeah that was a bit of a um weird one. They you know Mickey Ennis breaking his foot and um bully on suspension. So yeah it was interesting but um you know, we had a very good backup hooker back, uh, backup hooker back then in Appy. Yeah, and um, he was he was a tremendous even on the on grand final night. He didn't actually get to play. I don't think many games throughout the year. So definitely for him to come into the team and you know leave a mark on the game was awesome. There's two blokes in Mick Ennis and Isaac Luke that could both get into a fight in a phone booth, isn't it? Two real to- <laughs> two talkers and aggressive little bastards. Yeah, that'd be good to get him in the ring. Yeah. Mate, so the whistle sounds and it started from tackle one. What do you remember of Sammy Burgess and James Graham coming together? Not really much at all, eh? Because I um, 
after Sam hit it up, I was getting ready to have a run. So I wasn't really paying too much <laughs> attention, but um, it was probably uh, five or ten minutes into the game and um, we got a repeat and um, Sam tried to come up to me and say his, his, his face was busted and I sort of just, I had the angry head on at one stage because I, <laughs> I wanted Adam to, I wanted Adam to do a better kick but he don't like, it was a, I don't know, it was an ordinary kick, but they knocked it on. So I was just fine, trying to find Adam and go, fuck, you know, yeah. kick the ball better than something. And Sam was trying to get me. So I've just brushed Sam and lucky Greg was there and Sam turned around, Greg was right there. And you can see it on the footage, just Greg saying, you know, I've got you, I've got you. And, you know, that's definitely what Sam needed at that time with a broken face. So, um, yeah, that was a tremendous, tremendous game from Sam. I've never, yeah. Witness that kind of stuff before breaking face, playing eighty minutes in the middle. It's just, um, yeah, it's unheard of that stuff. Alex Johnston, the god of first try scoring punters, did his <laughs> thing in the twentieth minute, six nil lead at half time. Looking back, gee, it was a tough and brutal and physical first half. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, the dogs really came to play, and but we were on. We I think we completed nineteen out of twenty sets. Awesome. And um, obviously to have a six nil at half time, well, I was pretty happy because I felt like we put a lot of work into them, and um, you know we just had to come out and keep completing, and the game opened up, and um, yeah, it did towards the end. A lot of credit goes to Sam, but brother George was enormous. How good was his try early in the second half? Oh, it was amazing. Obviously, yes, that's what I was talking about with Appy having an um, imprint on the game. He actually. Does a lot of work um, to get the markers going the wrong way, and yep. then just just to find George one on one like that, it's he's going to be hard to stop it. You know, ten out. I think he's, um, I think T Rex tried to stop him and just pushed him out the way, and you know, barged over. So, um, yeah, he was he was enormous for that year, George. He had probably his best year that two thousand fourteen. He was um, he was pretty much unstoppable. He scored a few tries too. So yeah, he certainly was, mate. It was only the last. I don't know, seven or eight minutes where you guys sort of dominated on the scoreboard and, and ran away with it. When did you know you had it won? When did you feel comfortable? Um, it probably went when I kicked that um, the goal from the sideline after yeah. Tommy scored. Yeah, I think we were, we were up by eight then. Yes. Something like Yeah, we were up by eight and, um, you know, Tommy scored a miraculous try in the corner and now we got it down, but... Um, obviously, Adam the kicker from the sideline put us fourteen in front. Um, that was huge. That was massive. What did it mean to play for, to captain, and then to win a premiership for the club you'd always loved? Oh, it's just um, it's a dream come true. To be honest, um, growing up, you know, going through the grades at CS and you know, um, obviously getting my chance early on when I was nineteen. Um, mm. Yeah, so to, like, to think I've come all the way through South and the only place I've wanted to play at, and um, you know, to get the C against uh, against uh, next to my name and um, making the grand final was huge. I just for probably like for about a, uh, two weeks before the grand final, I was actually like every night thinking about holding that trophy up. So yeah. it was a bit of um, a bit of drive, extra drive for me. You know, because I want to do it for everyone in this um, South District and especially for my, my family, my friends too. So, um, yeah, it was a dream come true. And, um, 
Yeah, it's something I always think about, you know, lifting that trophy. It was uh, probably, yeah, one of the best moments holding that trophy up for 10 seconds there. A huge day and one that Souths fans and players will never forget. The Rabbitohs 30, the Bulldogs 6 and the 2014 Premiers. Here's Kevin Walters with a recollection from the 1992 Grand Final. I remember uh, getting back to Brisbane that, that night because there was three o'clock kickoffs in those days and we went back to the Leagues Club and we were had a few beers on, yeah. on board by then, of course. So um, there was a crowd of about 10,000 people on where we used to train at Red Hill on, on the field. They'd set up a stage and we were presented to the crowd and the, the people were going – Ballistic, and I remember Alf running and diving into the crowd, mm. and they caught him, you know, and did the passed, crowd surfing. Yeah, yeah. passed him back. Uh, I think he lost his shoes, or he, he still had his boots on. I think he lost his boots in the crowd somewhere. And then, uh, so next thing was Lazo. Lazo's gone yeah. in, and uh, big 120 kilos. Lazo dived into the crowd, and they've gone down with him, you know. It, oh, they got him back up and they started, started to fight. Said, Gee, that looks like fun. I'll, I'll have a crack at this. So I took a big run up and just dived like Superman off the stage and I could just see him like the the Red Sea. They just, just parted. parted. Oh. They parted on me and bang. Head I'm first. Into the deck, oh, yeah. No. Lazo took a lot out of that crowd tonight by, <laughs> with his, the big fella. But, no, it was just great times. And into the night, we I think we shaved our head that night as well and we got our numbers drawn in the back of our head the next day and all sorts of things, but it was a really special time. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Hi, I'm Anthony Nacello, and my memory of the 2013 Grand Final is certainly one of my favourites. Uh, that year, I think it was a record year. We had our new coach, Trent Robinson, come on board and we really worked all pre-season into being a second-half team. He challenged us saying we're not. So we put our whole uh, framework about being a second-half team in place during the pre-season. We fast-forward to the final game of the year, the grand final. We're playing Manly and we're down 10 points with 20 minutes to go and a few players were getting a bit frantic on the field and it was just reminding them that we've worked all pre-season for this. Remember, we're a second-half team. Just go out and do your job, your job only, and we'll be fine. And we score three tries to win the match and hold up the trophy. Amazing feeling. I reckon it's time for a little bit of the little general, Stacey Jones, with his recollections of the 2002 decider. Uh, we had a, you know, we had a good balance of players. We had a tough forward pack, 
you know, with Jerry, Tooks, Arwen, obviously Campo, Logan, Y, Villa. Um, and, you know, it was probably a period where I was um, able to play my best football. Yeah. And uh, I had a really good dummy half, you know. I had a PJ Marsh who was, oh, look, he was outstanding. Yeah. The deliverance that he would give you, um, his craftiness around the ruck, you know. So... I think at that time we just had a good balanced team. That was the year the Bulldogs were stripped of their competition points for significant salary cap breaches and significant as in very bold text there. You finished minor premiers and you were grand finalists. Unfortunately, you ran into the Sydney Roosters on grand final day. What a side yeah. that was. Yeah, Um they were just yeah, cracking red hot. Yeah. Um, defensively, they were you know, they were a step ahead of everyone else. Um, um, you know, they they just took time away from you. I remember yeah. playing against them. I think they beat us by forty. Um, second to last round of the the season, and then um, yeah, they would they just took away your time. They were aggressive, line speed, yep. um, and then obviously they're attacking with with Freddie leading the way. Um, it was very tough. So, mm. the Roosters' side in their defence that season did it change the game and how the game was played? I think so. Um, the way that you defend that, and I felt that they, you know, you can't get up every week to yep. defend like that. At some stage, it'll it'll sap you. But you know, they did it for what, three or four years. Yeah. Um, the way they did it, you know, late, uh, you know, I think 2003, 2004, they make those grand finals, yeah. um, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, they did it for a long period of time and, you know, it was very tough to play against. It was one of the most brutal grand finals I can recall, 6-2 at half time, And then just after the break, you scored a try, that try. What can you recall from that moment? Uh, yeah, look, I remember, you know, going in at half time. I felt, you know, we we were right in the game. Um, we were unlucky not to score right on half time. Um, I think it was Justin Murphy was chasing a kick at the ball bounce one way. If it had to bounce the other, he would have scored. And then coming in at half time, we, you know, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. Um, and uh, fortunately for us, we got off to a good start. Jerry um, took the ball into the line and offloaded and gave me a bit of space and it's one of those things that you just go wow you know you see the trial and just go for it um yeah you know it was a special moment but obviously i'd give that back any day um, have the, the win everyone at some time has a question about their finances for all your answers in a free chat contact our sponsors galaxy finance and ask for leanne any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Always interesting finding out 
What game is a player's favourite? For some, it's an absolute no-brainer. North Queensland Cowboy Michael Morgan joins us. I'm going to hazard a guess and say the 2015 Grand Final. Am I right? Yes, you are. It's um, funny, actually, because I don't remember too much of the game. I think it's just the aftermath of the game that um, I enjoyed so much, so it makes that game the best. A game that I remember more that I really enjoyed was 2017 Decider. Um, No, sorry, 20... 2015 decider it was okay. um yeah that was my first origin series and we i think we put 50 on new south wales that night whereas that's the game that i remember a lot more just because we were winning by so much yep. whereas because the grand final was so close i don't remember the game as much yeah it all just happened so quick but yeah after the game was awesome what do you remember of those let's say final five or ten minutes of of the grand final because you had a, a huge footprint in history that day yeah um Honestly, the main thing I remember is how bugged I was. Hey, I was genuinely fatigued, and um, I don't remember a game where I've been that fatigued again or beforehand. So um, that's the main thing I remember. Um, obviously, the end I, when we got the ball back in the last set, um, I was yeah, I was blowing a fair bit then. Um, so I didn't. I think I only touched the ball. I think twice when Jimmy Tamo threw it an offload, and I just got rid of it straight away because I was buggered. Um, and then the last time I touched it was, um, yeah, when John threw it back to me as well. So um, pretty frantic game, yeah. I did a Legend Series interview with Matt Scott, who told me the story of the week leading into the grand final, that you were playing on the right-hand side and you asked him about, should I change my carry? Should I change which hand that I carry the ball in? And Matt was like, uh, no, nah, just do what you're doing. Well, you're lucky yeah. nothing changed, mate, because that ball to felt was a beauty I do remember that conversation too, actually. It was that week, yeah. Um, he said, don't change anything, mate. Not now. So I said, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, I don't know. I think it was just habit that I put into that. And I can't sort of – I don't feel comfortable holding it on my chest on my right side. Yep. For so long, I, I've always – I think because I had um, shoulder problems when I was younger with my left shoulder. So I learned to carry it in the left hand so I didn't land on it and dislocate yep. my shoulder again. Um, so, yeah, for some reason, it felt more comfortable holding it in my right hand but out in my hand and – um, it's funny how things work out, hey? It certainly Lucky. is. Can you believe that that Kyle felt moment? Do you still look back and smile on that? Yeah, I do because every year that a grand final rolls around now, it gets played. Yeah. Um, so it's not a – yeah, it's, I don't mind seeing it every year. It's a nice little reminder. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's still exciting Yeah, when you see it. It's still, you know, you get that little tingly, happy feeling inside. Warriors made their first grand final in 2002. Kevin Campion and Stacey Jones were co-captains that year. Campo was dropped on in. What did the day of grand final 02 mean to New Zealand Rugby League? Oh, mate, it was a, it was just a build-up of, um, you know, they, they, were, uh, they came into the competition in 95 and had so, so much uh, non-success, if you call it that. Yep. Um, I just think... It meant everything uh, to New Zealand. They were uh, they were always a poor cousin, um, you know, trying to, you know, shine above the the union over there. Yeah. And I think they you know, they they really put themselves on the map uh, in two thousand and one and two thousand and two. Um, but you know that two thousand and two grand final was just was unbelievable. You had the whole the whole nation 
um, you know, supporting us, and and uh, it was it, it was beautiful. And they, the great thing about that particular day on the grand final day, they 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 sang the Australian national anthem and they sang the and, yeah. and the New Zealand national anthem was and it was it was so um, you know so touching. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. You guys were minor premiers that year. What was the difference from previous years? Uh, just um, we knew how to win. Yep, um, that was that was one of the things, um, and we had a um, an aura about us. You know, we weren't. I know a lot of teams didn't like coming over to New Zealand. Yeah, um, because of the weather, uh, and you know the travel and those types of things. But now they had to deal with a really good side that were going to, you know. If you're off your game, they'll they'll put fifty on you. Um, so it was a really tough um, trip yeah, to do. Unfortunately, you came up against a red hot Roosters side. Their defence that year, and you love the tough stuff, but their defence that year changed the way the game was played. It was rushing, it was brutal, and it was relentless. Yeah, in saying that, I mean, if you look at that grand final, we you know. It wasn't. A, it wasn't until the last probably twenty minutes that they really, they really got away from us. They it was three tries in fifteen minutes or something like that. It was, yeah. which sort of blew the score out. I mean, we were leading, um, you know, ten minutes into the first, into the second half. Uh, Stacey scored a wonderful individual oh, oh, oh. try yeah. that you know goes down in in folklore. Marsh combining with Jones after CUC, you see you gave them an opportunity. Here's Jones in his space. Jones is inside the ten. Jones scores. New Zealand a level. New Zealand are level. But just have a look at James. Dummies to Lavatuti. Steps left. Steps left again. Through the gap. Comes to the fullback Phillips. He's a good defender. Didn't go close to getting him. Avoided the ankle tap from Brad Fittler. He's beaten five or six. Punches the air. And he's ch- a chance for his team to go in front with the conversion. Oh, this is unbelievable. This is one of the best grand final tries you'll ever see. He's beaten five, six, seven players. No one laid a hand on him in the end. We, we were just trying too hard to win that particular. We weren't, you know, we'd lost focus on on our, on our jobs. Individuals lost focus on their jobs. And it goes back to you know knowing your job and and doing that doing your job on the particular day. And we had had players doing uncharacteristically um, different things that they'd normally do, like like things like. Um, you know, Ali, Ali, wonderful ball player and, and and beautiful skill, but he was he was trying to uh, promote the ball at, on every occasion. Yep. You know, not knowing when to die with it, quick play of the ball. Um, yeah, look, it's just an opportunity lost, and I, I really, you know, of all the grand finals um, that I played in, um, you know, that 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 that's one that I, I really thought we were going to win. Legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. 
Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. And we finish with the legendary Brett Kenny. What about the leader of the pack in your early years, Bobber the Bear O'Reilly, leader of the pack on the field and at the bar? Yes, <laughs> he was. A, he was a great bloke to have around, yeah. you know. And I, I love Bobber O'Reilly. He, he, you know, he was. He was. He came back and, and played in 1981, and yep. he, I mean, the, the story is he wasn't that keen to play, and Jack convinced him to come back, and he won a competition, but. And again, he he was one of those senior guys that you know kept us all, um, you know, level-headed, and he, he loved to have a bit of a laugh and, and and a joke and that. But you know, you knew when he was serious. And mm. and and um, the other thing was, I, I think that that sort of got me a bit was in 1981 in the grand final at half time we were behind and we weren't going all that well, and and um, the bear got up and. And had a bit of a chat, and this was after Steve Edge had said something. Ray Price had blasted everyone. Mick Cronin came in and calmed everything down again. And then the bear got up and said, "Look, you know, this is the first grand final I've ever played in. If you're going to win it for someone, you want to win it for me." And he had like a bit of a tear in his eye, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Yeah, you know, it would yeah. be for him. It'd be nice to be able to win it." And we went out there at. Just after half time, and there was a scrum, and you might remember Tom Redonick has scored from the scrum. Yes, and uh, we're standing behind the line. I won't use the exact words that we used, but something along the lines of stuff winning it for the bear. How about we win it for ourselves? You know, so yeah. that's what, and that's what we did. But yeah, he was he was a, a great player and, yeah. and a good ball distributor, and um, a lot you know out of the, the Arthur Beetson mould, and and just a, a, a great guy to have around. The place, as I said, love to have a bit of fun and, and everything. But um, you know, was when you needed to be serious, he knew when to be serious. And if he was serious with you, you knew you listened. You didn't try and not listen to what he had to say. We hope you enjoyed both special editions of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Over the off season, we're changing things around. We're starting the week with a return of our Dream Team series, the game's best. Both past and present select their best ever. And they tell us why. Midweek, we're putting the spotlight onto one of the game's current superstars, featuring a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics. Our weekend session remains. It has to. We're asking these legends which eight people they'd invite to their place for the perfect weekend session. It's sometimes serious, more often than not, not. Some of the answers are just brilliant. We talk footy beers and barbecue. It's a beauty. Summer on Unfiltered, where the footy never stops. <laughs>